You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale. It is Dan. No, 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 Dan. No, Dan. It's your boy, the All-American 35. Very good, very good. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. You, you gotta, the the don't energy know. was lacking. Well, if, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's lacking, it's because our, our boy Corey's not going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, so prayers up. If you pray or if you think about uh, have some time in your day, uh, think about him and his family. So he's not going to be able to join us tonight. But – as always, we're going to keep this going. Ahmad, how was your weekend? Oh, man, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I uh, got an opportunity to go uh, to the Link to Pink gymnastics meet, man. Uh, we got to talk about it. Man, 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 man. <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, but how how was the environment? Dude, huge win, uh, missing about half of your starters. What was that environment like? Well, I had to freaking, you know, give my daughter a pep talk. Um, when she saw that half of the girls weren't there, she got like all nervous. And, and my wife's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if you're the number one team in the country and in, in college sports, regardless of the sport, you don't just lose a couple of players and just be okay. Like, then you're just going to lose. Like, that's not what what this is. You got people that's going to pick up the rifle when the rifles drop. And we had some girls that stepped in. And so I don't know girls by, you know, by their name or whatnot, but I know a few of them stepped in that, um, you know, I saw where, one of them haven't competed since like 2016. So uh, Alyssa Bowman, as I think you're talking about, she had not done a competitive bar routine in 1,660 days. Uh, wow. She carrying the team in points uh, all around. Uh, but that's a that's a huge win over number 15 Kentucky team. So yeah, what was the environment like? Is it social distancing? I mean, talk to us a little bit about what. what so so I've actually been trying to get tickets, Dan. I've been freaking calling and name dropping and you know, doing all I can to try to get my daughter and my family in there. And, um, you know, finally they, they were able to, to work something out for me. Um, and you know, you, either, you have to either buy either two tickets or four tickets okay. and they only sell, and they only sell 2000. So this was the link to pink, which is the 15th year in a row that they, they did this, uh, supporting breast cancer, right. Or, or the awareness of breast, breast cancer, not actually supporting breast cancer. Um, but, um, you know, so they have, you know, pink shirts in there for everyone. And, you know, when you, when you get to your seat, they have pink, pink and white pom-poms and whatnot. And uh, I mean, just, just, however you, you envision a Gator football game, that's, that's, that's a, a Gator gymnastics. I mean, it's like, it's like live. It's like, you know, everybody wants to be in it. You know, it's, it's, it's super cool, man. And, and you know, that's definitely somewhere where you should take your family. I love it, man. Cool. I love it. Well, we'll talk a little bit about gymnastics as we get uh, through the show a little bit more. Uh, but Ahmad, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. I know you got to bring your daughter around uh, as well. And I know that she's going to be a future gymnast at the University of Florida. So shout out to you. Thanks for supporting the team. Uh, I got the chance to go down to uh, Bradenton. Uh, there was a, a golf tournament down there. Uh, my company sponsors a golfer, so got the chance to go do that. So he ends up finishing second overall, his best performance ever. So beautiful time to be outside. Uh, but glad to be back potting with you. This is uh, it's a great way to start a week. So, uh, Black, let's get let's get right into it. Let's shout out our friends uh, over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to help handle 
any legal claim, any legal issues that you have regarding insurance claims to uh, property damage to your home or your business. Your lawyers have uh, a ton of experience, well over 20 years of experience handling roof damage, leaks from water damage, hurricanes, uh, hail damage, uh, sinkholes, fires, etc. They're going to work all over the state of Florida. So give them a call, 813-221-2525, tntattorneys.com. Again, that's the Thomas Firm. They are located in Tampa. Like I said, work all over the state of Florida and they will not charge you until you collect what you are owed from your insurance company. Black, last week we came on the show. We were kind of surprised about the news that we were going to be having spring football. Uh, so spring football started last Thursday. We're a couple uh, practices in. I think we're, we're three practices in. Have you watched any of them on Dan Mullen or the Florida Gators live feed at all? Um, it's like we, 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 we talked about this a little bit earlier, man. It's just, it's so hard to kind of like, I mean, they say it's going to be between this time and this time. And I'm trying to like, you know, navigate through Gator football, through Dan Mullins page, through, you know, this, through that, 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 and I, I, I can't find it. So I just wait till after to try to find, you know, little clips of the live. I know someone's recording live or whatnot, but, um, I think what the first two practices were, were, um, just helmets, right? And the third yeah, practice yeah, is yeah. Today's yeah. the first practice so, in. Uh, so today was yeah. So I didn't get to catch any today. Um, hopefully I can catch some down the timeline tonight. Yeah, I. That's the only way that I can watch on Thursday. I try to watch, and you had to. I think Dan Mullins' page was doing offense. The Gators football was doing defense, but they were still in shells. So uh, it was tough to watch. Uh, yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, it's better than anything uh, else we had. Uh, I know there's a couple Gator uh, beat writers that have been doing some screen recordings and everything else. Uh, so been able to watch those. Uh, we saw today a, a really nice wheel route uh, from Demarcus Bowman from Anthony Richardson that, that he took the distance, but uh, so far, have you watched any clips of any players that are impressing you? Um, not, not so far. I, I you know, I, I haven't seen too many, um, but you know, the guys look like they're, they're passionate about going through the drill. So um, right now it's just a teaching period. Like, like we talked about last week, Dan, I, I don't want to come week, week two, week three, and we look to the sideline and we're not getting lined up and shit. Like that's the time right now. Right. Like we want, we want to not get lined up right now. So, when September comes, we can get lined up. Does that make sense? So yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too much. Yeah, I'm not too much interested in seeing some good ball right now because this this ball right now is is you know uh, getting 10, uh, 11 people on on the field, not nine or, or, or twelve. So so Ahmad, obviously you went through four spring practices at UF. I want to talk to you just a little bit about you know what you do just to break it down for the common fans. So the first two practices are in shells. Uh, so they're just in helmets or they're just working uh, on, I guess, more lining up more than anything, some basic movement. But but what what happens in those first two days and then how does it escalate over the course of the next few weeks? So usually when when a team comes, I mean, that's, that's everything, even in Little League, um, Little League, middle school, high school, like the first couple of practices is kind of like to get back in shape, to get back into it and get used to running with your helmet on again because it's kind of different regardless of how long you play it. Um, just try to basically get in conditioning, you know, these first two days. And then after that, it ramped up a little bit. Um, I didn't have the luxury of trying to ease into it. Cause when I play with urban, there's no easing into it is, is no pass or all the way pass. Even when we had on shells, which is helmets and shoulder pads and, and the thigh pads, urban would want us to thud up. So all the time we were in contact. If we had on shoulder pads, mm. we were in contact. Hmm. That's wild. Um, so, so Ahmad, um, we've got some, um, 
we've got some big players that I know we're expecting to, to make some big jumps this year. Um, obviously, this is the first time uh, Emory Jones is going to be at the helm. Pardon me, as a starting quarterback, we've got a huge, huge, huge competition at the running back position and at the wide receiver position, trying to earn some snaps and earn some carries. Any other position battles you're looking forward to watching over the next couple of days or a couple of weeks? Um, like we talked about before, I want to see what these guys got at wide receiver. Um, you know, one thing that we used to talk about with Urban is getting a, a clear-cut X receiver, right? The X receiver is the receiver that's on the line away from the tight end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that guy has to win. That's going to be your best receiver. He has to win the one-on-ones, right? We got to get a clear-cut X receiver um, that's going to make plays, that's going to be the, 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 the guy, the alpha, um, that, that's that's going to bring the morale to the offense. Um, I know the quarterback can do it, but – you know, we need a guy extra that, that could take some of that, that pressure off of Emory Jones. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, let's get into a couple of the quotes uh, that we heard from uh, from practice today. Uh, shout out to uh, our friend Nick Delatore for putting them out there. Uh, he said, Trey Dean, your cousin, said that Emory Jones can throw the ball as well as Kyle Trask as well as run. So uh, that's that's quite some praise for a guy that's been watching uh, both quarterbacks for the last three years. Obviously, we have to see it, but we've never really – Seeing Emory have a ton of opportunity to throw the ball, so that's a uh, that's certainly a, a glowing uh, letter of recommendation or word of recommendation there from from Tradeen. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what fans want to hear. That's, I mean, that that, that uh, definitely eases us up a little bit. We know Emory is a great player. We know he can throw the ball, and um, he's a dual threat for sure. Um, you know, so by him coming in and, and can throw the ball just as good as as, as Trash, that's definitely a plus for the Gators. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Damian Pierce said that all the running backs are on the same page. It doesn't matter who's in. The job is going to get done at a very high level. Uh, certainly, Florida has four very capable uh, running backs. Or, yeah, four. With uh, with Naquan Wright, Demarcus Bowman, Pierce, and Malik Davis uh, joining. Uh, that's going to be a wild position battle. Obviously, we've seen just some glimpses of what uh, Demarcus Bowman could do out there, but certainly Damian Pierce has earned the right to have some carries this year. And, you know, Naquan Wright really came on towards the middle to end of last season and, and just really exploded. So I'm excited to see what uh, what this team can do. And this is that opportunity to uh, to earn that, uh, earn that spot. Uh, Black, I want to ask you, Carrying this into uh, from spring into summer is spring really where you cement your spot, or is summer really where you cement your spot uh, at a at a running back position or wide nah, receiver neither, position? Neither, neither. Okay. So, I, my my situation was different. I went sure. in the spring and I was third string, right? Ending spring, without even playing it down, I was first string when when the season came. Hmm. That usually does not happen, all right? right? Circumstances came, but usually where that battle comes, if it's something close, they're going to evaluate you in spring. They're going to mm-hmm. evaluate how you work out and, and how you get to class and whatnot in the offseason and how you carry yourself. But then that fall camp is when positions are made. So, okay. Yeah, so right right before the season when they had that, that extra last little fall camp, that's when, when, when things start to clean up and we need to start seeing some better ball. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um. Any improvements, any words of advice that you can give the Gator social media team as we try to watch this uh, these practices? Man, what's up, man? We want to see. You know, if y'all going y'all gonna to put it out there, man, just be – I mean, maybe it's out there. Maybe I'm just not looking good enough, man. Um, but just try to make it a little bit easier for the fans. Just put it on one one network or one one social media site. You guys got offense on one site, defense on one site. 
Especially yeah, I'll be honest with you. There's not enough action going on on offense or defense at any one particular time where you need to do live streams of both, right? Um, oh. I think the only time that I ever really enjoyed any part of the live stream, I was catching up a little bit when they were doing um, – yeah, the uh, the one on one battles, but outside of that, I mean, it was it was nearly impossible to watch. I mean, shout out yeah. for trying to do something original, but even hey. those, Dan, it's just like I played DB, so it's just like we like we really know. It's, think about this. I'm gonna break the one on ones down for you, and it's like this is what the kids nowadays are just like going crazy about it. You know, every time I go to a camp, let's do one on ones. Like, like yeah. no, like that, that tells me nothing. That tells me nothing that you can get wide open with no pass rush, with no middle of the field help, with no deep safety help, and your quarterback. And you know what the route is, and the DB don't. So mm. now you got you got two guys knowing what a route is with no pressure, with no help anywhere, and it's two against one. Think about that, man. No, yeah, no, I mean I, I get it, I get it. But I know it sounds it's fun, and you know this. And if you tell me to run an option route, there's no way you can guard me. Right. Percy Harvin was the most, the hardest person to ever guard in one on ones, because if you if you line up inside, he would step inside and just go vertical. Huh. So now, so now with, this, with the step inside, now you you already think he, he's inside, and he's just going to go vertical. So now it's just created more separation. Or if you play outside, he just run over up, and you got to chase him. They were showing the is it is it called the Ring of Fire? Is that what they called it? Uh, where the are they uh the drill where they would oh, you know put an drill? offensive circle drill? Yeah. Um, yeah who was your 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 favorite person to go against uh, when you did your circle drill in? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, me and Moses Jenkins were talking about that this morning. They stopped putting me in a circle drill my sophomore year. Okay. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't put people in there who kind of like, if you go in there and you thump somebody. Doesn't matter. No, they're not putting you in there. Major <laughs> Wright never went in, a, went in a circle drill. I don't think I've seen Brandon Spikes ever go in a circle drill because there's no way we're putting somebody in there to get freaking murdered. The last right. time I went in, because they stopped doing it sophomore year. Okay. And then for some odd reason, we're about to play Penn State in the freaking – Outback Bowl and Urban says circle it up. And I'm like, it's there's no way we're about to circle it up before a game. He circled it up and like in midfield. So I wonder if we can get film of that. See if we can get film of that. And yeah, so, so everybody like circled it up. And then I was like, you know, screw it. You know, I want to go in there. So he was like, all right, because it was my last game. And freaking Jeff Demps jumped up there. Dan, I swear to you, if it wasn't people behind him, I would have hit him all the way to Penn State. Like I smashed him, bro. And he flew back, and like Urban's like eyes was super big, and I'm like, that's why I didn't get in here in like three years. Like, what? Once you get in there and smash somebody, they don't put you in there. So I, I yeah. didn't really have too many legendary matchups because I go in there and I mean, I, I stood at like 185, but I was smacking shit. Like, they didn't put me in there a lot. Yeah. No, I, I love it, man. I, lo- I love hearing your story. Now, I love hearing your story. Now, now I, I, I will say this, though. Like, guys like Cody Riggs, uh, Jalen Watkins, when I was a senior, I for sure wasn't going in there. So when we would get to practice, I would say, man, Herb, this, this shit suck, Herb. Man, circle it up. And they'd be like, black, man, shut up. Because they know I'm not yeah. going in there. There's no way I'm going in there. They would have to go in there. So they would tell me to shut up because they they didn't want that. But Moses Jenkins told me he, he figured it out. That's what he told me this morning, Dan. Moses Jenkins told me that when we when they circled it, circle it up, he would act like he wanted to go, so Urban wouldn't call on him. Oh, he would just be. I remember going to practice, um, you know, and you always had the guys that were super high. It used to get held back. I get it. You, yeah, you get it. He was, get one it. Of, he was one of those guys. Okay, all right. Moses Jenkins was one of those guys, huh? 
boy right. strap fit though. He got the best feet I ever seen almost. Just about, bro. He got some some sweet feet. I love it, man. I love it. Well, let's get into some other Gator news here. This segment's brought to you by our friends over at Roof Soldier. So if you are looking for a commercial or residential uh, roof replacement or repair, give them a call. one roofs fl Visit their website, roofsoldier.com. Let them know we sent you. You'll get a couple hundred dollars at least off of your roof replacement. So again, one roofs fl roofsoldier.com. Black, I know this isn't your thing as much. Uh, but recruiting uh, and transfers uh, were announced today by 247. They ranked the top 50 players uh, in the country uh, for transfer, uh, for the transfer portal this season. And Eric Gilbert, tight end, who's committed, who's going to start enrolling in May, was ranked as the number one overall transfer. Just turned 19 today, I believe. So shout out and happy birthday to Eric Gilbert. So he was number one. Demarcus Bowman, number two. So the Gators grabbed the top two transfers in the country, uh, just a real testament to what this staff's uh, ability is to uh, to continue to recruit players and, and show what they can do uh, on the field to be able to attract uh, your high, high, high-level talent. Uh, rounding out that group, Antonio Shelton, defensive tackle from uh, Penn State, came in at number 33. And then the transfer from Auburn, Daquan Newkirk, does not show up in the top 50, uh, but certainly Antonio Shelton and Newkirk are going to be relied upon heavily in a position of need at defensive tackle. Uh, but shout out to uh, to Dan Mullen for grabbing the number one and the number two uh, overall transfers in the portal. Black, want to ask you, uh, we've gotten your opinion a little bit in the past. What do you think it is about why a player – like Eric Gilbert and why Demarcus Bowman and these transfers, you know, Dan Mullen's able to consistently hit in the transfer portal. Is it because the recruiting process is over and it starts to get down to brass tacks a little bit and it's who's going to give me the best opportunity to succeed or why do you think he's so successful in the transfer portal? I mean, I think they keep good relationships with these guys. I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, decide where you want to go and play your next four years of football. Right. And sometimes you have, I mean, Dan, you've been there, right? Or, yes, you know, have. And, 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 been around. and the guys listening around, you know, you got the two girls and both of them good and you're trying to get your pros and your cons with the girls. And, you know, at the end, you know, you got two of them that's like, hey, you know, which one I'm going to take the prom, right? So that's how it is kind of with, with, with college, you know, picking your college, right? Which one of these colleges am I going to choose from? Well, I got two right here and, you know, one may be blowing smoke and one not, right? Well, I picked the one that's blowing smoke and I get there and it's not peaches and cream. Well, you know, Hell, I remember Dan Mullen was this great guy, and you know he he told me all these things. And oh yeah, by the way, the, the position that I play, guy is going to be top top ten, you know, draft pick from there. He's out of there. Maybe I can go there and be a top ten draft pick, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I I would imagine Eric Gilbert saw you know what Kyle Pitts was able to do. Uh, Mahmoud Diabate uh, spoke today after practice too, and they talked about who the best player that he went up against, and he said Najee Harris was the best running back he's ever faced in his career. Uh, but then he said the toughest player he's ever competed against was uh, was number eighty four Kyle Pitts. So um, I think if anybody has watched the uh, the tight end position at UF under Dan Mullen, and even before you know when Dan Mullen was at Mississippi State, that's a position where you're just like. If he can do that with him, he could do that with me as well. And, you know, Kyle Pitts is a, a likely top 10 draft pick and is going to probably be guaranteed. What does that get you? Probably at least $10, $12 million guaranteed. So, yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Dan Mullen. Shout out to the uh, 
to the transfer portal, bringing some talent back into Gainesville. Black, want to ask you, um, were you able to watch the the Cam Newton um, podcast? He was on I Am Athlete, which is with Brandon Marshall, uh, Chad Ochocinco, and uh, and Fred Taylor, Gator Great Fred Taylor. Uh, Cam Newton was on there for a long, long time today. Talked about Percy Harvin, Brandon Spikes. He mentioned you. Uh, but obviously you were there during the prime time. So I want to ask you uh, one specific question uh, regarding that. Um, Cam Newton said, there's no Tim Tebow without Percy Harvin. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on that, um, that comment? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, when you, when you talk about our team and you talk about some of the, the, the great talent that we had on that team, we're not taking anything from Tebow. That's not taking anything from the Heisman Trophy winner. He does did some great things. I mean, what are we talking about? You know, this guy, his 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 awards and his accolades, the the list is freaking tremendous, right? Sure. But we know who the best player on our team was. Let's let's keep it a buck. I mean, I mean yeah. just stop it. Like, I mean, you know, I know Dan left and whatnot, and you know, offense got a little bit different, but. When Percy was gone, did we see not see a drop off? Uh, I, I maintain this to 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 my grave that Percy Harvin is the best football player that I've ever seen in person. Uh, just his ability to get open, his ability to uh, shed would be tacklers, the the ways that he was able to make plays on the football field. It is almost bar none. Now that's not saying that there's not been some incredibly talented wide receivers and running right. backs and kind of these scat backs. Uh, right. But, but Percy Harvin was just built so differently. He was compact. He was big, uh, but he was speedy and he was smart. He knew, he knew what the play was and he knew what he needed to do to get open. Uh, but Percy Harvin, in my opinion, is, is still the best football player I've ever seen. I, I don't think that that takes any, takes anything away from Tim Tebow though. Yeah, right? absolutely um, not. You know, Tim Tebow, you have to be able to use your weapons. You have to be able to uh, get them open. You have to uh, be able to disguise plays to them. You have to be able to use the other players on your field. So Percy Harvin is able to make more plays. Um, but I do think that Tim Tebow's career was certainly benefited by Percy Harvin. But but what, you know, quarterback or, or what skill player wasn't benefited by players, you know, around them, right? Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, we, we just knew – I mean – you hit it right on the head. Like Percy can play anything. He can play running back. He can play quarterback. He can play wide receiver. You can put Percy on defense. Like I freaking love Riddell Anthony to death. He ain't playing no freaking defense. Like no, right. absolutely not. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, but he was everything. He was Jacquez Green speed. He was, you know, he can go catch the ball like Riddell Anthony. He was freaking in the open field, like freaking Fred Taylor. Like it's crazy, bro. And like, as a DB, like sometimes didn't even know what to do because he will outrun you, and then when he feel like he can't outrun you, he'll run you over, literally. Right. So, and, like, he'll get up and talk shit to you, and, like, it's nothing you can really do about it. And guess what, Dan? He'll punch in your face, literally. So, you know. Whether so, you're a player, coach, whoever. It don't matter. He will punch your face, so it don't matter. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't think we, we, we were going to see a player like that again for a while. I, I just I think that his combination of skills is just so unrivaled. He was fast. He ran in the four threes, low four fours. Was what two hundred and ten pounds, five foot eleven, uh, but just built like a 
Like a freaking just, truck, bro. Just be just built like a Roman god, right? Um, was, I was saw him bench. Shifty. I saw him bench four hundred five, literally, with my own eyes. You're not telling is me it, none of the ninety six receivers bench four hundred five, literally. No, like, <laughs> I can just tell you that shit right now, bro. With all due respect to them, I love them to death, but it's just, yeah, that's just a comparison, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, Black, I want to ask a, uh, another question to you, but let me just give a shout out to our friend uh, Lee Friedland at the law firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to help you handle auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases all throughout the state of Florida. Uh, he's a double gator graduating UF undergrad and law school, uh, bleeds orange and blue, loves Stephen Gale, loves what we're doing. So please support him. 1-800-95-INJURED. Visit him at yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, Lee Friedland, one 800 injured your fight our battle.com uh black i want to continue on with that um talking about cam newton and seeing him and how successful he was uh at at blinn uh, junior college uh, when he left florida uh and then going to auburn do you think cam newton goes down as as big one of the biggest what ifs in florida gator history i was talking about this earlier as well it's so crazy all this happened today yeah. we were talking about this this morning i was telling my dad it's like when when people t- like just imagine, hear me out. <clears throat> just imagine, right? If Urban doesn't say the first time that he was leaving, right. so I think maybe possibly some people that took some people out of here, right? Mm-hmm. The laps and then you know Hernandez and this stuff. Um, not saying that was the, the 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 reason they left, but hell, if my coach already just threatened to leave and he won't be here all off season, I'm pretty sure I might just want to go to the NFL. But just if, just hypothetically, if he didn't say that, right? And hypothetically, if we kept that recruiting class that we had, we had with Matt Elam and those guys, and kept the guys that didn't go to the league, that's supposed to be my senior year. Here's here this roster, right? Yeah, Cam Newton at quarterback, right? You got both pounces coming back on the offensive line with Marcus Gilbert, mm-hmm. right? And Maurice Hurt yep. and and Carl Johnson. Those yep. are all five draft picks, right? Quarterback is Cam Newton, right? You got Rainey and Demps in the backfield. And the third back is Moody with yeah. Gillisley. Right. With Mike Gillisley. And uh, Mac Brown, too, no? Yeah, Mac Brown. Tight end, we got freaking Hernandez. Right. If you don't go, he's my class. Right. Wide receivers, right? We got uh, Deontay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Who Frankie was there. Yeah, Riley Cooper was there. No, Riley would have been gone. Because oh, Riley you're senior. Yeah, no, you're right. My apologies. Yeah, Riley would have been gone. But then we would have had Dunlap on defense. Mm-hmm. We'd have Major on defense. We'd have Joe Hayden and Janoris at corner still. Trout out on our defense line. We had Will Hill, me and Will Hill and, and, and Major rotating still in the safety. With Matt Elam, with mm-hmm. Sharif Floyd, with with Dominique Easley. Yeah, with Ronald Powell. With Ronald Powell. It would have got for, really, really that's, that's a team bro, for the ages right there, Brian. Think about it. It would have it would have been nuts, bro. It would have been nuts to have have freaking Cam Newton and Rainey in your backfield. Think about it, Jeff Demps. Think about that backfield. There was there was just something about Cam Newton, just the way that he carried himself on campus. I mean, I had a class with him, so he enrolled at the same time you did. Um, and so we had a, a communications class at that one big Dr. Kellerman class. Uh, and Not I remember. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like his like first, you know, couple days on campus. He had just, you know, just arrived. And just the way that he walked, the way that he, you know, had a had a confidence about him. It didn't seem like a cockiness. He he just felt confident in himself and he looked and he had the body of a guy that you knew that was going to do great things. And, you know, the whole situation happened. Obviously, the Urban Meyer situation, the laptop situation, everything else, uh, the John Brantley stuff is just, it's all wild. But I mean, you start to name all those names and you're just like, oh my gosh. I mean, that's, that's a dynasty right there. I mean, that's, that's where you just open your, you know, your, your letters of intent to literally anybody in the country. And you just, you continue to, you know, rock and roll. Um, man, man, that would have been, that would have been freaking national championship. Then we lost four games because T-Bow's T- 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 Heisman year. Yeah. Then national championship again. Then mm-hmm. Sugar Bowl. Yep. And then we would have came out Sugar Bowl with that team. He would have just kept going. He would have. Urban should have just kept, you know. But he could have. Right. He could have kept going. He had to spend yeah. time with his kids for four months. But anyway, uh, long story <laughs> short, uh, very, very, very cool to hear Cam Newton talk about his time at UF. Again, would encourage you guys to check out the I Am Athlete podcast. He talks a lot about Percy Harvin. Ahmad gets his name mentioned in there. Uh, some stuff about Brandon Spikes and, and just about the his overall time. So again, check it out with. Uh, with Fred Taylor, Florida Gator alum, Fred Taylor, uh, kind of leading the uh, the brigade there. Well, Black, uh, some other news befell the university on, uh, I think, Saturday or Sunday of this past week, Saturday. Uh, David Cooper, uh, one of the recruiting coordinators and, and a guy that uh, was very highly re- well regarded amongst recruits uh, and in the department. Got himself a promotion, so shout out to him. He's going to become the new director of recruiting at Louisville, uh, which is a huge step up, you know, to go from a recruiting coordinator at the University of Florida to go to a Power Five school and end up with a job like that. I wish him all the best. Uh, truly, a great guy. Was a fan of the program, friend of the show. Uh, so shout out to, to David Cooper as he joins the Louisville Cardinals staff. Well, Black, we got a special guest this week. We got Adam Schuler, uh, who left the program last year, uh, joined us from West Virginia. So let's get Adam Schuler on the line and chat with him about his time at UF. Let's do it. Adam Schuler's interview is brought to you by our friend Carlton Black at Cardinal Financial. He's licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. So if you're looking for a new mortgage, a home loan, conventional loan, FHA loan, VA loan, fixed late loan, a jumbo loan, whatever you might need when it comes to new home loans, or if you are looking to do a construction loan with a one-time close, Carlton is your guy. If you're looking to refinance, he's your guy. And if you're a real estate agent, he's an awesome guy to partner with. Give Carlton a call and he'll help you close in as little as 21 days. Again, those states are Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia, 404-769-5501. And let's welcome Adam Schuler to the show. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Join us for the first time on Stadium and Gale. Uh, is a uh, a great uh, transfer that we got. We were just talking about the transfer portal a few uh, few moments ago uh, from West Virginia University and made his mark at the University of Florida. It's Adam Schuler. Adam, how are you doing this evening? All right. Um, how you guys doing, man? Glad to be on, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to, to have you on. Adam, want to talk to you a little bit about your time. Uh, you, you you were at West Virginia. Um 
you, know, you, you had a, a pretty good career, uh, second team, uh, all Big 12 freshman uh, honors, uh, played at uh, West Virginia. You were there for three, played for two, and then ultimately decided to transfer uh, to University of Florida. What was it about UF that enticed you to, uh, to transfer uh, to Gainesville? Uh, I mean, growing up, I was always a Gator fan at heart. Uh, I was like, I was actually the only Gator fan in my family. Everybody else was Florida State fans. Uh, being from Florida, from, from Orlando area, uh, but I always, I always loved the Gators. Man. I was a big Gator fan, so when I was deciding to transfer, um, I, I, I had a bunch of options. I knew I was going to go back home. Perfect. Well, what, what was? Dan Mullins pitched to you and what was Todd Grantham's pitch to you about how they were going to use you and how you're going to fit into the program? Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty simple. Um, they just needed, um, needed some guys with some experience, you know, uh, and I had some experience on the inside and outside. So, you know, um, I mean, I, I came in as, as I came in really older than a lot, a lot of the guys there. Uh, so they just needed some experience and, you know, I was the, I was the guy to come in and help. I love it, man. So you end up coming in in 2018. You played in all uh, 13 games. You start uh, in 10 of them. Uh, what was what was the big difference for you from playing at West Virginia to, to, to playing at Florida and obviously your home state? Uh, I mean, it's the SEC. You mean conference-wise or just environment-wise? I guess environment, conference, I mean, however you want to take that. Um, I mean – the environment was, uh, I mean, pretty much, you know, it's college football. You know, everything is is is, is, is going to be hyped up. I mean, Morgantown was great. I mean, just like Gainesville. I mean, the fans love the game of football, so they're going to, you know, make you feel good. Um, I mean, the conference, it it, it was a, dip, uh, a bit different just to get adjusted to it um, just because, I mean, at first I didn't want to believe it, but it's, it's big boy football in the SEC. Uh, so you know, I had to put on some weight. And, people don't people don't want to want to hear that, bro. They, like when people say that on the internet on social, bro, they they like, nah, you know, it's all the same. Like especially guys from like the pack the pack twelve and all that. Man, I I I played it, bro, and and don't get me wrong, it's some it's some good offensive line, man. You know, yeah, for sure, defense, for sure. Defensive, it's some good defensive ends and defensive linemen in the Big Twelve, but I mean, I could. I can handle the in the the inside at two sixty five, two seventy at West Virginia. I can't do that. I can't play a three technique in the, in the SEC at two seventy. So, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. was that that was that one of the biggest things that you had to get adjusted to? Was the was the was the size of, of the SEC and the, and the guys on the inside? Yeah, just uh, that, that was the main thing. Um, just get it because. I mean, I was kind of a, you know, more of a agility guy, speed guy. I mean, I'm um, like you watch my West Virginia high highlight tape. You know, I run from sideline yeah, to sideline. Okay. You know, uh, so um, that was like that was my thing. You know, just running around. You know, just running around people. But when I came in the SEC, you know, I, I moved down into the interior, so I had to get adjusted to you know playing, you know, bigger guys. You know, and and I mean more experienced guys on the inside. So I, I had to, I had to gain some weight. That was my biggest adjustment, okay. I'd say. So play, playing for Todd Grantham, how was that like? Was his defense more complex? Um, I, I know, you know, from coming from when, when y'all was out there uh, 18 and 19, was a little bit different, you know, in 20 
Um, I know in 20, these guys were, were, were uh, you know, had a hard time getting lined up and whatnot, man. We were we having 12 men on the field. And w was this defense hard to get adjusted to and, and, and learn? Uh, I mean, I didn't – I can think it was kind of difficult, uh, which it was to me a little bit because it's more of a pro-style defense. I mean, um, at West Virginia, I played a, a three-down front, so, you know, it's more simple. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to really key to running back. I didn't really have to key to, you know, different um uh, different formations with a tight end and stuff like that. I didn't. Really, I didn't really have to key to it. I just had my assignment, you know, uh, uh, my my stunts, and that was it. You know, I came to Florida, and you know, Todd's telling me all oh, this. You know, I I gotta watch the back. You know, I yeah, gotta, uh, yeah. I'm, my alignment changes on the tight end position or the running back position. So mm -hmm. it was a lot, but I had to learn it. I mean, I came in in August and I had to learn it before the first game. So, um, but I mean, I did it. So it's, it's very doable. You know right. What I mean? But right. I, was, I was also an older guy when I came in. They had Correct. a lot of young guys last year. Correct. So, that, yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, from the outside looking in, um, a lot of people was trying to figure out, hey, you know, it, it, has the defense changed or um, are these guys not getting the defense because we weren't getting lined up correctly? I mean, teams would get freaking on third down, bro, and just and just out the second down, they hurry up, hurry up offense and, and, and get a quick play on third down. We ain't we're not even ready. It's no we can't stop nobody. We're not even ready. You know what I'm saying? So it, it got real weird some sometimes. Um, on on defense, talk about man. I, I know when um, you was down there and, and Jonathan Grenard and those guys, and um, one one of the my favorite moments. Um, you probably don't remember. Um, I was on the sideline when y'all when y'all played Miami, and uh, man, I had some some memorable videos, man, down there. Just you guys were just having fun. Um, talk about playing, um, you know, defensive uh, line with those guys and that Miami game, and just overall um, the defensive line room. Man, we had a ball, man. Um, I can't – I wouldn't trade, you know, the moments with, with the whole D-line, the whole D-block is what we call it. I wouldn't trade the moments for the world, man. It was it was, it was, was a great time, especially the Miami game, man. Everybody got a little – I think almost everybody on D-line got a sack. Yeah, um, I, asked, I, asked, I asked some fire videos, Dan, on my phone, bro. <laughs> but I got a new phone. I, bro, they was cutting up on the sideline. It was so much fun. I think fun they got, that. what, 10 sacks that game? Yeah, bro. They was, they was eating that game. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was great, man. It was and, and and we just really came together, man. It was, um, I mean, a lot of us were older, so we knew we knew what it takes. Like me, John, Zoo, you know, we we were all older guys, you mm -hmm. know, fifth year guys. So we 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 knew what it takes, you know. We we knew you got to sacrifice. We knew you got to um, what type of stuff you got to put in. So we knew what it takes, you know, to to play as one whole. Even if even if one person or two pe people didn't have a Breakout game, you know, is, is is all about consistency. And and the next man, if everybody consistent, somebody gonna perform high, you know. So, but I had man, I had a great time with them guys, man. I'm still my boy. We still talk weekly, um, you know. For sure. And, and, and um, I mean, it was just a great time, man. Um, <laughs> uh, the coach was scared to have um, when we had the HBO special. The coach was scared to have him coming off uh, our defensive line room because y'all was man, cutting up in there, huh? <laughs> 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 we, just, we just like to have fun and, and and we was gonna make sure we enjoyed our last year yeah man. for sure because you know that's what it's all about man at the end of the day um i think people get caught up in the politics and everything going on around the game and and they forget the part that it, that's most important is to have fun right 
And we play this game, you know, you know, from a kid, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight year, years old to have fun, right? Yeah. We don't give a damn if you miss a tackle at nine years old. Why not? Because this shit is, is supposed to be fun, bro. You see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, you know, these guys that you you played with on your D-line and on your team, Adam, man, they're going to be your friends for life, bro. And I was just talking before you got on how I was talking to some of my guys today from college, you know, Major Wright and, you know, um, Joe and um, Moses Jenkins, all those guys that we played with, man. I, you know, we we still could pick up the phone and text each other, and then there'd be no drop off. You get what I'm saying? So, them the guys that's that, that's gonna that's gonna be in your wedding, and you know, you always gonna have love for your high school friends. But I mean, those guys right there is gonna gonna, gonna really be yeah. really really be your guys, bro. Yeah, um, they they be around, you know. I mean, like the high school, you still developing, but you know, the college the college days. I mean, your buddies around when you turn into to your true self, you know, when you when you become a man, you know, they becoming a man with you, you know, they you you grow so much together. Right, right. So talk about talk about practice, man. How how, how was practices with Dan Mullen? Um, how was the practices different from 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 when you were at West Virginia? Um, were they more intense? Were they longer? Practice. Practice. <laughs> Yep, man. Uh, practice. I mean, I definitely say practices with Dan Mullen. You know, it's it's gonna be intense, man. Um, you know, he gonna he gonna try to pull the best out of you. You know, he. I mean, he he knows this was everybody know. You know, there's gonna be those down days. There's gonna be those low energy days just because you know everybody's tired. But he gonna bring he gonna bring the best out of you on them days, and he gonna respect it. You know, he and he'll pull up to you individually and and, and tell you, man, I I need more. You know, I. You know, I I need you to do this. You know, I need you to set a better example. Like you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that. You know, so it's is I, I definitely felt more intensity. You know, um, in in our practices at um, at Florida. I mean, and 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 I, I personally just enjoyed it. You know, but you know, I'm a guy. Uh, um, me and Dan are tight, man. He was there for me a lot of times, man. So, but. Practice is, 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 is definitely not a walk in the park. You can you, you can feel Dan's energy when you just go watch the practice. Right, right. That's nuts. Hey Adam, wanna wanna talk to you about the difference. You 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 mentioned um, you know, having to add weight and add size. What was Nick Savage's uh you know program like? I know you didn't enroll until August, so you, you didn't get the full one until you know you had been with the program for a bit, but what was his strength and conditioning program like? Because he gets hyped up a lot. A lot of players like him, talk about him. So, what, what was what was he like? Oh man, it was, it was, it was great, man. Uh, Savage Savage got some of the some of the most energy I've ever seen a person have, man. And and, and he does it relentlessly, day in day out. If if he's there every morning at four a.m., he got the same energy every day. So I mean he's 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 loud and he's and he's ready to go. He pumped up every day. I don't know. I always ask him, man, how does he have the energy or how does he have the voice still? Because he do he does it every day, twenty four seven, man. But it was great, man. It was it was easy, man. Because I I love the I love the gym. I love to work out. So you know, having somebody that's 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 motivated or even more motivated to to train me was was great, man. So um, I enjoyed every. I mean. Me and Savage are, are are tight, man. I mean, I every time um, every time I come back to Gainesville, you know, I, I go sit and chop it up with him. Or, I mean, I'll, I'll even Facetime him just just a, a regular weekday 
you know, see what he got going on. And he'll call me, you know what I mean? But it, uh, he made the transition to uh, adding weight. I mean, a breeze, man. That's awesome, man. And and I think, was it after your freshman year that you had the position change from Sal Sanceri to David Turner? After your first year, pardon me? Uh, yeah. Uh, what yeah. what were what was the difference in their coaching? Uh, did you have a better relationship with one or the other? Or, or what was the difference in the two of those guys? Uh, I mean, I, I got along pretty well with both of the guys. Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's too much of a difference with their coaching style because they're they're both kind of old school um, coaching styles, so um, it it wasn't too much of a, an adjustment. Plus, we were in the same defense. It wasn't like a defense change. So, um, if anything, you know, I mean, it was. I mean, it was. It, it was. It was pretty much the same. I mean, they they both were. Um, you know, like I said, two old school type of guys. You know, I mean, uh, when Turner was getting in, I mean, we even I even helped him out. You know, with some of the uh, defense stuff. So. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a changing defense, so it wasn't really um, that much difficult. Okay, cool. What was your your favorite game that you played in uh, at UF, or what was your favorite rivalry? Um, um, pretty much it's, uh, they're the same. I mean, uh, favorite game, favorite games, or favorite rivalry is Florida State. My whole family, uh, like I said earlier, is Florida State fans. Ever since I, I can remember, so beating them in front of them was just you know. Uh, uh, a reward in itself. Um, and I mean, favorite game is out of it, it, it's between those Florida State games and the Auburn game. Uh, we had uh, throwback uniforms. Oh yeah, that was a that was a game, man. That was that was I I had never experienced you know just a stadium that loud before in my life. That, that game was jumping that that day. Yeah, sure was. So, Swamp that was game, jumping that day. That game was jumping, man. I, I think it was jumping uh, more than the LSU game that that year. Hey, that's the toss up. Twenty eighteen LSU and twenty nineteen Auburn game. I think I think it was jumping more than LSU twenty eighteen. I, I think it was too because I I feel like the LSU game then was that that pick six and it got crazy. Yeah. I mean it was crazy, but that pick six got crazy. Auburn, it was a lot of ups in Auburn game like. Swain caught the touchdown at the beginning. Freaking P. Ryan breaking the touchdown. Like we getting sacks and like when, it, when P. Ryan broke when P. Ryan broke that tackle, I couldn't hear my own thoughts how loud it was. That shit was loud, Dan. Like I don't want to think you understand. That was like, bro, Dan. That brought me back to old swamp days, Dan. Yeah. I felt like I felt like 2008 Miami when I, I, when I heard that, Dan. Go ahead. I seen something on the internet that said that that um the. Decibels was like top ten in the history for that game. It doesn't surprise me, man. I, I I just randomly I was in South Dakota on vacation. Long story why I was in South Dakota on vacation, but um, I remember watching that game. I had to find a bar, had to change a channel. I was hyped that game, um, and I was you know two thousand miles away. It just looked like an unbelievable game no, uh, man, to watch. Crazy, yeah, because I remember Black when I was there. This was right before you, um, and I'm not sure if you were at that South Carolina Florida game in '06 when they. Nah, bro, that's the that's the only that's the only game I missed that year, and they said that's, that shit. That's the loudest I've ever heard a stadium. Um, and truly, I can imagine that that was probably the way you felt. I was trying to talk to people next to me. We couldn't hear a single thing. Your your brain is just like vibrating because of how loud it is. So. Oh, that shit was so loud, bro. Dan, were you there, uh, LSU 08, when Percy got the tip? I pass? was, yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god, that shit was loud too, bro. It was a couple times in the swamp where it's just, I mean, freaking when when uh Brandon Powell caught a slant against Ole Miss that year. Whew. Yeah. I mean, between wow. that when uh, when Brandon Spikes punted the ball through the end zone, I mean, there's just some some memories. Um, For sure. Adam, what, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing now. Uh, I, were you out at practice uh, a couple days ago? Uh, yeah, I, um, I came through. I came through the um, when they had the first practice. Uh, me and Jay Ham uh, came out to uh, check out the guys. How how was uh, how's the team looking this year? What's your prospects on uh, on uh, this twenty twenty one team? Oh man, it's you can never you can never close your close your eyes on the um, you, you know on the Gators, man. You know it's always they do um, they've done a great job recruiting. So you know it's it's a lot of potential in the in the area. It's it's, it's a lot of potential in the area. They just gotta you know without which I don't have any doubt about that damn won't, you know, get them up to par. Uh, uh, but it, it's, it's so much potential in that in that stadium, man. You just, you just go and look around. You see all these, you know, huge, huge kids, man. You know, Savage is working with them. And they, they, it's, it's, it's a bunch of monsters in there, man. They just got to put it together on the field and uh, a dip off yet. I love it, man. So, Adam, what are you what are you doing now? Are you still hoping to play, or, or where's your career taking you? Um, after I after I left um, San Fran, you know, I took some time off. You know, I was letting my mind reset, man. You know, it's it's I would say it's kind of scary uh, at first, but you know, then I, I I took a look in the mirror and it's like, you know, what I mean, I. I've set myself up for this, you know, so many times, you know, we're getting both degrees, you know, just networking a bunch. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm in, um, I'm currently in the real estate world as well. Um, I'm getting my real estate license and I also have my own real estate investment company already. Oh, wow. Um, so, and, and, and just networking with, um, with a bunch of people like that, you know, I'm in, I'm, uh, uh, heavily in the stock market heavily. Um, and I'm, and I, I actually just started back training, um, uh, you know, um, try to get another contract, you know, uh, being prepared, staying ready. Um, you know, I'm just going to see where it takes me. I haven't gave up on it yet. Um, yeah, man. I mean, so, but I'm very prepared to walk, walk in the next door. Man, well, Adam, it was an absolute pleasure, uh, chatting with you today. Where, where can people follow you on social media and, Follow your real estate stuff and, and everything else you got going on. Uh, my name's Schuler and does it all together. Uh, Twitter, Adam underscore goes hard. I think it is. Uh, I think yeah, so. And that's it, man. Or, or Adam Schuler on Facebook. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just just regular Adam Schuler on Facebook. You know, uh, LinkedIn. You know, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn a lot now. You know, trying to be a professional. I love it, man. Um, whatever, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I love it. Well, Adam, man, it was a pleasure getting to know you, getting to know your story a little bit more. We'd love to have you on in the future uh, as we get a little bit closer to the season. Break down that uh, defensive tackle room. Oh yeah, man. For sure, man. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Um, you know, um, and whenever. 
whenever you guys need me, man, or, or, or want to chop it up, man, I'm always here, man. I, I love to have a conversation. For sure, man. We appreciate you coming on. You know, definitely, definitely Gator family. Oh, yeah. Gator, Gator for life. You ain't a Gator. You Gator bait. Already. <laughs> there you go. I appreciate you, big dog. I love yeah, it, Adam. No Thanks so much for your time, my friend. All right. No problem. Bye, brother. Adam Schuler, man, really enjoyed that. Uh, just an incredible guy. Yeah, like um, cool that story. We we done had some great D linemen mm -hmm. or, or great D line course, and I, that's one of my favorite with with him and and Grenard and Zuninga. Um, you know, those guys really got after it. And when I say get after it, that's you know they get to the quarterback, and that helps those DBs. So um, I appreciate what those guys did in those trenches. Well, you know, they, they truly were, you know, that game against Miami, obviously an incredible game, but just overall were able to get to the quarterback, sound tacklers, you know, filled their gaps. I mean, you know, Adam is never going to be a guy that has, you know, the most tackles, the most sacks uh, or the most, you know, uh, the box score, you know, impact, but he was a guy that was reliable. He was a guy that made an impact um, and had two great years at Florida when Florida was really in desperate need of defensive tackles for him to come in and make the impact that he did, uh, you know, in just two short years, you can tell he loves his time or loved his time. Pardon me in Gainesville, still around the program. And I mean, Adam was a great guy to talk to. I'm glad we were able to do that today. All right, black. Let's get in to everybody's favorite part of the day. It is the Gator News of the Week. Black, I've got no less than 15 things to talk about here. So, as always, let's heal our <laughs> friend, Greg Brunt, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. So, if you need any type of insurance, renter's insurance, boat insurance, RV insurance, homeowner's insurance, any type of insurance, car insurance, Give Greg a call. We had another satisfied customer today uh, that was able to save a bunch of money on their first homeowner's policy. Uh, so shout out to Greg and his team, 954-589-2204. Give him a call. He'll save you money. It's free uh, to, get a, uh, to get a quote. Even if you're with the same carrier already, there might be some things that he can do to help save you money. Again, Greg Brunt with Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, 954-589-2204. Black, before we get into all the Gator news, shout out to the University of Florida. They had their Gator Giving Day last Thursday. 22,198 people donated and they were able to raise $25,383,005. So congratulations to the University of Florida. Thank you to all the alumni uh, that gave uh, back to the program. And those that aren't alumni that, that wanted to support the University of Florida, this is how they're able to, to do a lot of great things on campus and continue to help Florida rise into that top five ranking. Um, so in black, I'll have some news to share with you in a couple weeks. Your boy yeah, might be okay. a... Uh, might be a double gator here in not too long. So all right, just, all right. just wait. There might be some news that I'll, I'll drop on the pod. Uh, okay. I'll make, a, uh, make an official announcement. But let's get back into it. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show. The number one ranked gymnastics program takes down number 15, Kentucky. Alyssa Bauman will carry the team uh, all around performance. Uh, I think she got a 39.660, just a, a super impressive score. But like you said, Black, Florida was out. Sydney Johnson Scharf, Nia Reed, Savannah Schoner, and Perennial All American Trinity Thomas. And they were also out head coach Jenny Rowland and volunteer coach Jeremy Miranda. So a team that is truly down to the bare bones. 
able to get it done against a top 15 team. Black, I think this team's destined for a national championship. Hey, these girls are awesome. When these girls uh, come together, it's, it's one, one hell of a sight, Dan, I'm telling you. And, you know, for these girls to not be there and still be able to, to, to have girls that, that come in and haven't competed in a long time and still, um, you know, carry all the weight, it's going to be dope, man. That's got to be an, uh, an incredible feeling as a coach to not be there and have your team perform so well. Uh, I'm sure you can imagine. I remember when I was playing, you know, competitive and travel hockey and, and our coach wouldn't be there. There's just a different vibe and it took a different energy to, to get yourself up, um, you know, for the, uh, for the match, for the game. And um, shout out to that, to that program. You know, when you, when you face, you know, tough times, it, it's how you're able to overcome. And that team is going to roll in uh, to the SEC tournament and roll into national tournament uh, with an unbelievable amount of confidence. And, and I'm sure Jenny Rowland has an unbelievable amount of confidence in that. But that really goes back to coaching and making sure that, you know, I think that they announced maybe the day of the game or the, the day before uh, the match, pardon me, uh, that they would be out, you know, those four plus the two coaches. So uh, to be able to go in there, get your mind right and be the number 15 team, hey, I'll take it any day of the week. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, our Gators basketball program uh, moved to 11 and six, seven and five in the SEC with a, a win over Georgia. Uh, beat them 70 to 63. Ended up, uh, you know, squandering a little bit of a lead there, uh, but uh, ended up bouncing back. They came off a two-game losing skid. So uh, right now, I believe they're slated somewhere around a seven and eight seed uh, in that NCAA tournament. So again, shout out to the Gators basketball program. Gator softball uh, gets two wins this weekend. They had a couple games during the, the middle of last week gets postponed. Uh, they pull in a win against Georgia Southern and a win against Charlotte. Uh, they're 8-0. Uh, Katie Cronister was awarded SEC Pitcher of the Week. So shout out to her and shout out to the Gator softball team. Men's swimming is starting their SEC championship this week. They're 2-1 and one, uh, this season. Uh, they are going for their ninth straight SEC championship that's dating all the way back to 2003, or pardon me, 2013. Uh, they're currently ranked number five in the country. Black, we're only about halfway there, my friend. I'm SEC, listening to that. SEC men's and women's uh, track and field gets their indoor tournament started, I believe, tomorrow or on Wednesday. Uh, so good luck to both men's and women's. They haven't competed at all this season. So it goes from the SEC tournament to the national championship. Got to be a weird year, uh, but ultimately best of luck to Mouse Holloway and to both track and field programs in the indoor championships for the SEC tournament. Gators men's tennis team uh, sits number 11 in the country. They beat Auburn 6-1, to one. so shout out to Gators men's tennis. The women's golf team is fifth place right now heading into the final round of the women's Gator Invitational. They're six strokes back from Ole Miss. But if I saw anything black from that golf tournament that I went to uh, this past weekend where my guy came from five shots back, ended up tied for first to go to a playoff. Unfortunately, he, he ends up coming in second. Uh, but anything's possible. We saw the men's team do it last week. Hopefully, we'll see the women's team do it this week. Uh, unfortunately, some unfortunate news for Gators baseball and Gators lacrosse. Uh, Gators baseball opens up at their new ballpark on this previous Friday. Wins against Miami. Unfortunately, they lose the next two. Some bullpen uh, issues. They hit pretty well, but some bullpen issues that they got to figure out. So they are uh, going to enter uh, their first uh, week play 
um, this week, uh, but unfortunately one and two with two losses to Miami. Florida does have a tough out of conference schedule, so it should be a, a good battle tested team by the time they get to the SEC uh, tournament. Certainly this is no reason to uh, be worried or be frantic. I saw a lot of posts and tweets about it. Um, just calm, you know, it's a long 56 game uh, season. Still have 53 more games to go. Uh, Gators women's lacrosse, unfortunately, uh, ranked number five in the country, loses to North Carolina, who was ranked number 11. Uh, but Sarah Resnick earned her second straight AAC Freshman of the Week honor, and Grace House was named to the honor roll for the second time in two weeks. So, Black, those are your Gator news updates. Oh, got one more. If you are on the SEC network, Check out Once Upon a Comeback. It's premiering on Monday night. That's right when we're recording in about 12 minutes. Uh, it's going to profile the career of Dara Torres, who's the only American swimmer to medal in five Olympic games. So definitely watch that and root on a Gator. Great. Ahmad, that takes us to the end of our docket. Anything else on your mind that you want to talk about? Um. Uh, not offhand, Dan. I think we t- we covered everything. I think y'all, all forty-two of your points covered everything. So good. I try. I tried to do my best. It was as comprehensive a list as I can get. So if I forgot you, uh, women's tennis. Um, pardon me. I, they, they they unfortunately took a loss to Auburn, uh, four to two this past week. But they'll be able to bounce back. Uh, but outside of that, we are in a full swing of sports. Volleyball uh, had their match postponed uh, this past week, so they'll be playing uh, again here pretty soon. So stay tuned. These Gator News of the Week segments are going to be very, 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 very long. We were going to break down some of the offensive line this week. We'll wait until next week when uh, when our friend Corey's back. So, again, uh, before um, before we shut down our podcast, before the Manscaped read again, um, say prayers to uh, Corey and his family, uh, thoughts and um, you know, reflections to, uh, to them. Well, Black, it's that time, Manscaped ad read. I will never be able to do it as good as Silk does. There's just something about his, uh, his swag that he has that I just don't have. But go visit manscaped.com. Use promo code SG. You'll get 20% off. You'll get free shipping. Um, if you're looking to you know, groom you know, below the waist, that's the way to go. Also, if you're a guy that shaves your chest, does whatever, it's a great trimmer to do that. Um, so that's a lawnmower 3.0. They got the weed whacker for your nose hairs. They've got the ball deodorant, which I don't think that you can find any three more supportive people in the world than me, you, and Silk. We got the ball spritzer, ball refresher, I think is what they call for a midday just spritz spritz. Trying to think if they got anything else. I'm sure they do. They got a dot bag that you can have. They got some great underwear, all that. Manscaped.com, promo code SG, 20% off. Make sure you use that code and make sure that they know that you guys are going there and buying our stuff so they can keep sponsoring us so we can keep paying for uh, for Ahmad's tickets to the gymnastics meet. But um, outside of that, Ahmad, it was an absolute pleasure hosting with you today. I always enjoy the two of us chopping it up together. Definitely. And we got a little little visitor. He's uh, happy to see daddy. Ah. Nah. Um, <laughs> he's trying to grab a mic and stuff but yeah uh, man it was, it was dope doing the show so i love it ahmad well ahmad why don't you take us out uh you got little ma black jr with you um do you want to do your favorite raffi song your favorite barney song wiggle song nah, to take us out or okay. hey, hey, hey uh, i hope cam get the clean versions cam get the clean version of this please it's called uh beatbox by spot em got em spot em got em it's, uh, it's a it's, yeah it's a, it's a new tiktok little viral little dance that they do with this 
called a June bug challenge. So all right. Look it up. Black, I'm I'm excited because yeah, I know that tomorrow when this episode drops, you will record yourself doing the June bug challenge and put it on the timeline for all of us to watch, huh? You want, you want me to June bug challenge? All right, I got you. I want you to June bug challenge. I I it's not just me that wants it, it's all the listeners to this show that want it, you know? No, no, I think it's just you, actually. You know what, Amon? If it'll get you to do the June Bug Challenge, I'll have to call on that sort of <laughs> Well, Black, as always, it has been a, a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks to Cam. Thanks to Spence uh, as well, who hopped in and helped with some logistics today. Outside of that, same corner, same time next week. We're looking forward to seeing you. All righty, man. Take care, guys.